What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Promo code HAM working everywhere today. Ease and EaseWellness.com. Manscaped.com. Promo code HAM. BoxOfAwesome.com. Promo code HAM. SeatGeek.com. Promo code HAM. And MyBookie.ag. Promo code HAM1. Now to the segment. As I said to you on Monday, we were just texting. I said, I, I would bet if we look at it, the Niners play like two of the five biggest games remaining in the NFL. And so, like, this is an unscientific uh, way that I went about it and tweet at me if, if if I missed games or whatever. I just went a really basic way. I said, I just pulled the, the top eight teams based on first place. So just the, the, the eight first place teams, how many current first place teams do they have remaining on their schedule? So this could change by next Tuesday because yeah. there's a few divisions where first place is really close. So of the eight first place teams, New England, Baltimore, Indianapolis, Kansas City in the AFC, Dallas, Green Bay, New Orleans, and San Francisco in the NFC, only two of those eight teams have three games that remain against current first-place teams, and it's the Patriots and the Niners. And, and, the, of, pa- and the Patriots and the Niners and the Ravens, regardless of what happens this week, are going to still be in first place, right? Because they have more right. than a one-game lead. Right. And for both the Niners and the Patriots, and two of those three Saints, games are within their conference. Yeah. Um, yes. Same with the Saints, because the Saints are yeah, oh yeah, definitely same with the Saints. They're seven and one, and Carolina's four and three. Um, How about the Raiders dipping up the Chiefs' heels? <laughs> well, they are. I, I mean, they are. Yeah, there's no disputing it. We'll get to the Raiders, but and, and now look, you can start. We can start talking about other games. Baltimore goes to the Rams on Monday Night Football Week Twelve. Kansas City plays Minnesota this week. Um, Indianapolis plays at Houston on uh, I think it's Thursday Night Football. Um, that's a good Thursday night game, isn't it? Yeah, Green Bay goes to Minnesota on Monday night, week 16. So there's other big games. But but you could argue, because the Niners play Green Bay, Baltimore, New Orleans, two of those games on the road. I, I think those three games are three of, like, if we just made, I, I'm confident saying those are three of the biggest, of the three of the ten biggest games remaining in the NFL right now. I'd um, say it's, pr- I'd say it's pretty schedule. unique right now that what looks to be like the six playoff teams in the NFC – the Niners, the 
the Niners, the Saints, the Packers, the Rams, and Seattle, the Niners play them all moving forward. Now, the Rams, you'd say, are in a like they're going to, there's still some question if they're a lock, but after this week, they'll probably be six and three. And then you look at obviously the Rams and the, or excuse me, the Packers and the Saints are going to the playoffs. The Niners play both those two teams. And I would say their biggest defining game this season is going to be not necessarily at Seattle because if the Niners win on Monday night, you'd say when the team's really good, and I'm not saying Seattle's really good, but when you're a 10-11 win team, even if you're playing a 14-2 team like that's in your division, splitting is not, like that's pretty normal, wouldn't you say? So mm-hmm. if the Niners win at home and then they lose at Seattle, that's not some indictment on them at all. Like that's that's kind of normal. We'd probably expect them to lose. Even if I told you they won the Super Bowl, I said one of their losses was at Seattle. I'd be like, yeah, that's normal. But to me, the defining game because how it's going to look, given that you might have to go there in the second round or the third round, which would be the NFC Championship game, would be at New Orleans. Because at when Green Bay comes to the Levi's. That's going to be a really big game, but it's going to be advantage Niners at home that if the Niners win, I think people would say, well, the Niners probably are slightly better one and two that it was a home game for them. But when you go to New Orleans, fucking place is going to be ape shit. I saw they asked Kyler yesterday, like, what do you think of New Orleans? Yeah. And he's like, you know, it wasn't as crazy as I thought. And then watching the game, I thought if I was a season ticket holder for the Saints, how would I come into that game? I wouldn't take the Cardinals that seriously, right? You know, you can feel in their fans, like when they have a Sunday night game against the Falcons when the Falcons are good, or they're playing the Packers at home, or they're playing the Cowboys. That place is like LSU. I understood the place not quite giving the Cardinals proper respect. If the (laughs) Niners roll in there, and that game is for the one seed, let's say, it's clear, like, let's say the Niners, whenever, I don't even know the math, but they're both one-loss teams. Or let's say the Niners are a one-loss team and the Saints are a two-loss team at that point, and it, it would be the tiebreaker. Wouldn't you say that will be the loudest that place will be all season until the playoffs? Like, that place yeah. will be nuts. Yeah. And if you just look at their schedule, to me, given the implications of that game and how important it will be to judge Kyle, Jimmy, and just the team in that environment, you could argue, is that the number one game on the schedule the rest of the season? In that environment and, and against I'm not even just saying Sean. for the Niners. I'm saying all the NFL. Yeah. It's week 14, so, you know, the Saints play Atlanta twice, Tampa, and Carolina before we get there. I don't know if you've back. heard Atlanta's not very good. Yeah, so they could so so they, they now, could be 11-1. The Niners and get one. Cardinals twice. Well, it's fine. I'm just saying, like, the Saints could be eleven and one. Probably at worst, you'd say the Saints are ten and two. The Niners have Arizona twice, like you said, Seattle, Green Bay, and Baltimore. So even if the Niners have three, even if they were to lose Baltimore, Green Bay, and Seattle, they're nine and three. Worst case, it's ten and two, nine and three. Worst and, case, and but it's, in all likelihood, likely it's two ten win teams, John. In all likelihood, it's two ten win teams playing for uh, the one seed. Playing yeah, for Green, the one seed. So Green Bay, I'm going to look up their schedule right now. Obviously, they play the Niners. They, yeah, they've they already played Minnesota. So they play Minnesota again. They do have some easy games, though, guy. They got... Well, they, they John, the Niners is the only first-place team that Green Bay plays the rest of the season. Gotcha. 
They got like, the Giants, the Redskins, the Panthers. I, I do look at at the Vikings. Like, that's a pretty hard game. Totally. Like, I, I know Minnesota, like you said, is not in first place, partly because Green Bay is. But they're a first-place level team. Do you agree with that? Yeah, and that's – yes. And that's going to be Monday Night Football Week 16. There are some really, really – like, you know, everyone keeps talking. Like, I'm watching the uh, the CBS crew had, for some reason, the Cardinals-Saints, and it was Harlan. And Harlan's like, you know, they got a big game down here in, in the south, Alabama-LSU. And everyone just in college football has been talking about Alabama-LSU now for a while. There are, wouldn't you say – 10 Alabama-LSU-type games in the NFL the rest of this year, whether it's just Patriot-Chiefs. Hell, you can say Patriot-Ravens this week just to get a feel like how good are the Ravens. Those multiple Niner games. The Niners against Seattle. Seattle and the Rams again. Like, there are some excellent, excellent... The Eagles and the Cowboys, I know their records aren't as good, but that game's going to be potentially massive when they play again at the you know toward the end of the season. There, there yeah. are some, so, some big-time fucking games. Did you say? Sorry, just I, I was listening there, but New England, Kansas City, Week fourteen. You said that one. Baltimore, New England is this week. Indy at Indy at New Orleans is is uh, Indy at New Orleans is a good game. That is a good game. Um, Dallas at New England, Week twelve. What do you think about Houston, Jacksonville in England this week? I'm intrigued, but I, I wouldn't put that up there. But that's you know keep it must, on. Must, yeah, Jags got to win. So, I I think the cool part about this Niners season is they've taken care of business. They kick the shit. We're gonna when when we're headed to the playoffs, like we'll have known whether they win or lose. Like if you get your ass kicked, you'd be like, well, they got a they got a little ways to go. Let's pump the brakes a little bit. Or if they win one of these games, or even if they lose, but like you go to Saints and you lose by a game winning field goal, you'd be like, well, we're their equal, right? I think there's going to be something to be said for a team that, like, the Patriots, and I'd say even, like, Mahomes at this point, like, once he comes back, they just compare themselves to the Patriots, and it's kind of crazy. They went from 0-60 to fast with a new quarterback. But the Niners are still kind of stacking themselves up against these other teams that matter, right? Because we don't quite know yet, and that's what's cool about the schedule, the way it played out. We're going to exactly – I mean, we're going to know, guy. They're going to play these teams. So if they're the one seed or they're the three seed, it's going to be – you know, you would think that, like, they wouldn't take care of the tough games and then lose some easy games. If they're going to be the three seed, it'll be because – if I told you right now the Niners end up as the three seed, you'd be like, well, they probably lose Green Bay, Saints, and, you know, one of the Rams-Seattle games, right? And those other two teams go, like, 14-2, and two, and the Niners are 12-4, and 13-3, and three, right? Right. Or if I tell you they're the one or two seed, you'd be like, well, they're definitely winning some of these games down the stretch. Yeah. Yep. And I, I'd say if they play like they did the other game, when you can run the ball like that, like they, they are – their formula is pretty clear that if they have to throw the ball 40 times a game, like most teams just do, it becomes – not their advantage because then they just naturally are going to depend a little bit more on the Pettises and the Bournes. When they're only throwing it 25 and under, that means two things. They're fucking playing great defense. They're running the shit out of the ball. And he can just distribute it to the good players. You know, his 20 completions are going to be, well, Kittle's going to get seven. Emmanuel Sanders now gets four or five. Debo. The other thing you notice, just, just rewatching the game, and I, I, de- I definitely missed that sweet touchdown when my power was out to, to Debo. 
Because it was like an inside run. It wasn't yeah. like an end around. I was like, God, that's a sweet play. When Debo's back in the fold, and now they have a manual, I mean, it's going to be I, it's gonna be hard for Pettis to get multiple targets a game. Don't you think? Because Debo's just bet they well, like what he, had, he had he, he had one on Sunday. They just like Debo more. They just, Debo's a better player. Yeah. And for some reason, they like, between Bourne and Richie, they seems like they like the combo of those two guys better. Like I, Pettis kind of just clearly, the odd man out. It, and even Emmanuel on the goal line, they like. Yeah, I mean, I just. For good reason. I don't know if it's a 1 million percent lock that, like, some of these guys keep making plays. I guess Trent Taylor's never coming back, so that doesn't matter. You know, if he ever did, mm-hmm. would Pettis be a potential inactive? Well, yeah. I mean, he, we just, if we just, I, I don't have the Matt Barrow snap count in front of me, but it, I mean, now he played more in the second half, I think, than he did in the first half. It felt like Pettis. I wonder, though, if you ask, like, I get the coaches on the horn. They would say maybe they like him as a blocker or something like that. It might keep him around, right? That might just. Yeah, but I would just say he's probably on the. Uh, he's on that bubble, it feels like, just based on who plays the most. I was actually reading the snap count this morning. I'm Where gonna you? go. I'm looking for it here. Uh, I got it right here. So. Emmanuel Sanders, 55 snaps. Debo, 47. Pettis, 20. Kendrick Bourne had 12 more snaps than Pettis. Wow. How about that? I mean, it just shows you the level. Like, everyone in the NFL is good. Like, Dante Pettis is a – if you just took him to, like, the Y to play pickup basketball, he'd be the best athlete on the court, right? But when you just start distinguishing athletes at the NFL level, Emmanuel Sanders – who's coming off an Achilles, is on such another level than these guys. Like, boom, game one, he never comes out. And you know what's crazy? is like Emmanuel Sanders is an older player. He's had a major injury recently, and he's still so much better. That's the great part about pro sports. Like, the differentiating whatever it is. Like, he's just – he's a little quicker. He's just more sure-handed. He's just a better – he's just better playmaker with the ball in his hands. But I would imagine if you just saw the two of them in shorts and a T-shirt – you just watch like a typical OTAs, you might not really notice if Dante didn't drop the ball or anything like that big of a difference. <laughs> really is wild. Uh, but, but I am convinced he's an NFL player. Oh, Pettis is 100%, but he just might be a, you know, a fringe NFL player, not a second rounder. I think that's, yeah. I think we're starting to establish that, that that's at least how the, the 49ers view him. Is it maybe that he might just need a fresh start somewhere? You know, to eat, ever have a chance. You know, I, I'm not there yet with him. But, my, but guy, they're just not going to give him I know, the ball. I know, so the evidence is judge fr- I know. I know. Like, he's not A.J. Jenkins, right? No, no. And he, he is a good teammate celebrator. <laughs> That's one of my favorite things. I love a good teammate celebrator. I know, I do too. Mother's Day is almost here. And you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale 
at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.